All right, ladies and gentlemen, after having Ruben Jovell on the show yesterday, I am now joined by the coach of Varsity Boys Wrestling. It is Mr. Coach Jim Murphy. Murphy. Right. I'm good. Thanks for joining the show. All right. All right so first and foremost, before you were a coach at Baldwin, you also had a very successful career as a coach at Wontaw High School. What are some of the things that you had to adjust to when you were first starting out as a coach? Uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of things is, uh, you know, the the kids, the kid. You have to adjust to the kids. Every kid is an individual, and you have to treat them as such. And when you were at Wontaw, how did that experience impact the coach you are today for Baldwin? Uh, I gained, a, I gained a lot of experience over there. Uh, it really helped us that our students were good academically. And when I came to Baldwin. You know, that wasn't the case, but it's, it's uh, really come a long way, and the program is really it pointed in the right direction. And along with being a high school wrestling coach, you also began coaching Baldwin PAO wrestling on select dates after high school practices. How does this experience help you in growing the overall sport of wrestling in Baldwin? Uh, it really it really helps because it's uh, like the minor leagues. It's a it's your feeder program. If you don't have a good feeder program going into the middle school, and the middle school feeding into the high school, you you know you uh, tend to have you don't have sustained success. You have intermittent success. And speaking of that, wrestling is obviously one of the sports in Baldwin that really puts an emphasis on starting the athletes out at the younger ages. Can you speak to me on how that contributes to how you look to grow the program over the coming years? Uh, you know, it, it, like anything else, practice, 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 and you make it to Carnegie Hall, you know, but uh, you, you got to, you, if you start them out young, you know, you get the uh, good habits in the kids and uh, the kids just blossom from there. And as you get older, of course, the struggles of a wrestler includes fighting to make weight, long practices and tough losses, among other things. But on the flip side, not many know about the challenges that a coach, uh, that a coach face. Can you speak about some of the challenges that you see yourself facing on a daily basis when leading this group of wrestlers? Well, like I said, I have I have 57 kids on the team now, and uh, every kid is an individual, and they all have their own individual problems. You know, some are different than others. You know, everybody's different than uh, the other guy. But, uh, you know, you have to adjust, and it's like having 57 sons. And looking at your coaching methods when... But I have one daughter now. And one girl. Are you going to train her to be a wrestler? We're trying. We're, We're trying. trying. All right. That's good for me. But when we were on the bench during a soccer game, you told me that to make a team successful, you have to come off very strong in the beginning, make the battle within... Don't make the battle within the team, but rather towards the other team or whoever you're facing on the mat. Can you further what you meant by this and how the team responds to such coaching? Well, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, like I said, each team is different, but uh, I really like to have the guys bond together, you know, in a common cause and everybody tow the rope in one direction. If you have any friction between guys, you know, on the team, you really got to iron that out before you can be successful. And it's really, it's obviously, it's really those little things that contribute to winning on the mat and whatnot. And obviously it is the little things that contribute to the off the mat that contribute to the winning on it. But when I spoke to Ruben yesterday, he often told me all of the little things that he does that contributes to what he wants to achieve this season. As a coach, how do the littlest of details mean or what do the littlest of details mean towards winning on the mat? With with wrestling, you know, and most sports, if you can eliminate the stress in your life, you know, with your maybe your mom or dad getting on you about your grades not being so well, doing so well, or uh, relationships fighting with you know family members or anybody in the in the household, if you can get rid of that, you can really get focused on uh, 
what, what you want to do with the wrestling. And I'm sure you're aware, going back to Ruben now, he went from 170 to 130 pounds over a rather difficult time frame. How refreshing is it as a coach to see a player that puts in that much time and that much effort and that much tenacity into wrestling as Ruben did? It's it's like it's, it's great to see guys like buy into your program. You know, you're, you're trying to you're trying to sell your brand of you know wrestling and uh, being a, a, a good individual. You know, and it's great to see guys buy in and and. Uh, Ruben's doing a really good job. And you mentioned um, different brands of wrestling, and obviously before being a coach, you were a former wrestler yourself. Can you speak about how the sport has changed since you were wrestling on the mat? Well, they've really come a long way with the, the safety measures in wrestling. With the uh, When I wrestled back in high school, you could you could lose as much weight as you wanted. You know, it was really unhealthy. You know, it made me kind of really dislike the sport at times. And now, the way the... Uh, the new rules and everything are in in place. It's really not. It's really you can really put the emphasis on your wrestling rather than uh, always losing the weight. Do you like the way that wrestling was when you were wrestling back then, or the way it is now in 2019? I think we've made. I think we've made strides to make it better. Is, are there other things that you would like to see come to wrestling, and if so, what things? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's an individual sport, so you really get to learn a lot about yourselves. I'd like to see it open up with the UFC and stuff. It's really opened up mainstream, and uh, a lot of our guys that have wrestled for me at Wanta, uh, Ally Aquinta, you know, wrestled for me at Wanta. It's really opened some doors to uh, really go in mainstream. It's not like a it used to be like a. A sport no one really watched on TV. Now you got now you millions. Have now you have millions of people it. behind it. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, with the UFC, we have a, form, a former Bolton alumni, Chris Weidman, who obviously went on. So that's good exposure for Bolton as well. Because as far as I'm concerned, Bolton only brings out the best, and that's oh. something I've recognized over the past you years. Act, you actually have a coach here that's ranked second in the UFC too, with Aljamain Sterling. You have Weidman, I yeah. uh, Quinta. They all they all train in the same gym with at Weidman's in Garden City, and uh, Chris. Weidman has actually opened his doors to all of our wrestlers, our entire program, you know, where we go over there and we train in the offseason, you know, so it's that they're really exposed to the top athletes in the world, our, our Baldwin athletes. And how do the Baldwin athletes respond to having such talent and, the pe- and people as coaches who have competed at the highest level possible? They... They, they, the program's really pointed in the right direction. Uh, we get nothing but improvement grade-wise. You know, the quality of individuals we're putting out is getting better every year. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, especially with this uh, 2020 project they got going on here at the school. Oh, With the like new facilities see- and stuff, I think it's going to be great. Would you like to see more about it, or do you want to keep it under wraps for now? Well, I don't, I don't know too much about what's uh, going on, but I know they're looking to put the turf field in and some new oh, locker yeah, rooms and new gyms. And stuff. You know, but uh, I think our program is going to, you know, the timetable is going to collide with that, and it's going to be really good around here. All right, and looking at you specifically, many people do not know that you were formerly a coach within the Bolden soccer program. How did your experience coaching impact coaching soccer impact the type of coach you were when you began wrestling and the type of coach you are now? Soccer, soccer is something that I enjoy. I played my whole life, and uh, when I came here, I thought I could do both and give it a hundred percent towards both. But uh, I really, I really couldn't uh, manage it with my family and everything. So I, I kind of gave up the soccer and focused on wrestling. And now, 
you know, we're, we're, we're here. Right now. You know, now we're here where we are. But I still enjoy, you know, as you know, I still enjoy watching the soccer and and the what success, Coach Supios is doing here. Uh, and the success of your the success of your coaching wrestling wise obviously speaks for itself. Last year, Matthew Kong was one of the key wrestlers for you as he made it all the way to the Nassau County Championship. Who do you think this year can be your Matthew? Granted, they put in just as much work as he did. But it, I mean, that that tournament that tournament is so tough. You know, and it depends on who's on that day. And we have about five or six guys now. That was not only one that we thought could make it last year. Now we have about five or six guys, and most of them are only uh, most of them are only juniors. So they got really got two shots at uh, being all county or being in the county finals or being a state champion or a national champion. They got a long time to develop. And speaking of that, the Long Island Wrestling Association releases their rankings for each weight class in every school section. Among the Section Eight schools, the Baldwin placed three wrestlers in the preseason rankings. Keyshawn Rose was ranked fourth for 99 pounders. Jelani Dow was ranked sixth among 152 pounders, and Khalil Cuff was ranked fifth among 160 pounders. Knowing that these wrestlers receive these rankings this early are these the wrestlers you look to lean on to le- to be the leaders of the team this season i mean they're, they're all leaders and there's there's a whole junior class there's a whole bunch of sophomores in there that i'm looking i'm looking to see what they can do and those rankings they're done by somebody who didn't wrestle the matches you know you gotta out, go out there and you know outdo the rankings you know the rankings are out there for entertainment purposes you know it's the proof is in the pudding at the end of the year mm. and disregarding the rankings then looking at the baldwin herald I read that you said that Khalil Cuff, or the article said, Khalil Cuff and Jelani Dow were among the next men up for the Bruins. What expectations do you hold for them specifically this season? Well, I, I'm gonna, I hold them to a high standard, you know, and uh, only they know what they can, they can, uh, how much they're going to put in, and uh, I'm hopefully going to get the best out of them. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a real individual sport when it comes to how much effort you're going to put in, but it's directly proportional to what you're going to get out of it. And I was looking at the Nassau County Wrestling site earlier today, and I was looking at the teams that you guys have in your conference. You guys fall in Conference 2B this year. You have East Meadow, Herricks, McArthur, Plainview GFK, and Southside slash East Rockaway in your conference. What do you think of this crop of teams and how challenging is it going to be to make it to the top of the conference? Well, the whole conference is pretty much pretty young. And uh, last year we did we did pretty well. Uh, McArthur dropping down. They're always well coached. They're a perennial powerhouse in Nassau County. I, I could see us uh, wrestling them for uh, the league championship at the end of the year. And how hard are you pushing your your guys to recognize that it's not going to be an easy road to make it to the top? Well, there's not there's not a lot of wiggle room in wrestling for mistakes. You know, you, you're going to pay for them. You're going to pay for them dearly if you uh, don't take care of business. So that's been pretty much our focus. Is taking care of the business, and obviously now in 2019, Baldwin is a contender in that conference. But way back in 1986, a man by the name of Steve Shippos began and built what is now the Baldwin Wrestling Program that you are heading. He had 355 total victories, four dual meet county championships, and a New York State Cup title. How have you built on the foundation that has been left by Shippos decades just, ago? Just a correction, uh, Coach Shippos was here in uh, 1969, or I thought 68 was his first year here. He came from Iowa State, and uh, he accumulated all of those wins from 68 until uh, probably the early early 90s. I don't know exactly when he left because I was in the Navy at the time. But uh, Coach Shippos is one of the greatest coaches in Nassau County history. How have you built on the... 
legacy that he left when he I mean, tradition, tradition. This was a wrestling factory back then, and I hope to get it back to that uh, that stature. What methods are you imposing on your players or the other coaches to make sure that Baldwin reaches that standard once again? Well, most of our guys wrestle almost all year round. I mean, we're, this year we went to uh, camp at North Carolina State. You know, um, which is, uh, I think they're ranked sixth in the country. So our guys are getting exposure to the college coaches. They're really, they're, most, of, most of the guys in the program are really buying into what we're, what we're selling. Like I said, Weidman has opened his doors up there. And these guys are working three, four, five nights a week, lifting, running, and all doing all the work required to uh, get the job done. And you mentioned how your guys are obviously working off the mat to make sure they get to the point where you want them to be. But not many people know that you are putting in the work as well. You are a retired police officer as well as have many different side jobs that go along with coaching. How do you juggle all of these responsibilities as well as the ultimate goal you have in coaching and with your family? Uh, sometimes, you know, my family really sacrifices. You know, uh, the coaching is a selfless, you know, a very selfish profession. So, uh, you know, I really thank my wife and my kids, you know, for allowing me to do what I enjoy. And throughout your wrestling career, what has been your greatest accomplishment, do you think? My wrestling career or my coaching career? Either or. Uh, you know, I've, I've, wrestling has really shaped the individual that I am. You know, I, uh, I have had the privilege of wrestling for uh, a legendary coach myself, uh, Ted Peterson, and he really taught me a bunch of life lessons that I hope to pass on to uh, the future here. And speaking of life lessons, disregarding skill set, attitude, work ethic, or any of that, what is the number one thing you want all your wrestlers to take away from you when you are no longer their coach? I, I want them to be better individuals. You know, I want them to have an opportunity to uh, to better themselves through wrestling. I've had some one of our assistant coaches here. He was able to get into uh, he was able to get into Binghamton University, and I walked out with a master's degree. And that you know, wrestling really opened the door for him and got him in. You know, it was a school he really shouldn't have got into and got in and. You know, I was glad I could help him. When it's all said and done for you and your coaching career, what is the biggest thing that you personally will take away from your entire body of work? You know, wrestling wrestling's really been my escape. You know, I uh, had a lot of high-stress jobs being in the military and uh, being a cop. You know, I really like being around the, you know, being around the kids and trying to help them and point them in the same direction. Being a cop, I learned that uh, kids with idle time usually tend to get in trouble, so I try to keep them as busy as possible. And lastly, as the season begins to start, what is one thing you want all your players listening to this right now to know? They, we're, we're headed in the right direction, and we're going to win. I want you to have the confidence and uh, buy into the program, and let's see where it takes us on the journey. All right. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Obviously, you do a lot, and I'm glad you found some wiggle room to sit down with me today. I appreciate you having me. Right. Thank you. There you go, Broads.